Ladies and gentlemen, if you're ready for some fantasy hockey streaming advice, it's time for the most styling, profiling, wheeling and dealing, jet flying, limousine riding podcast in all the land. It's the reigning, defending, undisputed fantasy hockey streaming champion of the world. It's the stream Gentlemen, welcome back once again to the greatest fantasy hockey podcast that focuses on streaming players for the upcoming week. It's the Stream Scheme. We won't be talking about your superstars like your Patrick Canes or your Roman Yossi's here. No, sirree, Bob. Here we get down to the nitty gritty, the dark depths of fantasy hockey that those other podcasts are too scared to touch. We are presented by the greatest fantasy hockey podcast in the world, Keeping Carlson, and often referred to the toughest league in the world, the Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patron Fantasy League, a.k.a. the Cupful. Uh, you may have noticed we didn't have a show last week. That was just because of the Christmas break and there weren't any slow days. All the days uh, were busy this past week, so it was pretty much just start your studs and that's about it. We are kind of back to normal this week, but we'll get more into that shortly here. Real quick though, let's review how I did the last time that I had a show because I am all about accountability here on the stream scheme. In case anyone forgot, my forward streamers were Adam Henrique, Oliver Bjorkstrand, Valerie Nachushkin, Pavel Buchnevich, and Boone Jenner. Our defensive streamers were Ian Cole, Adam Larson, and Dmitry Orlov. Our shallow league streamer of the week was Capo Caco, and our ludicrous streamer of the week was Blake Como. Adam Henrique, three points in four games. He was shooting a bunch. Our old pal came through for us. Henrique out here bucking the trend of how our old friends weren't performing. That is what friends do for each other. Way to go, Adam. Oliver Bjorkstrand, you already know. He probably had one of the best weeks that any one streamer has had all season long. It's hard to have a better week than Bjorkstrand had. Seven points. A bunch of shots, just amazing, but if you had him on your team, now he's out for at least another month, which stinks, but we still appreciate what Bjorkstrand did for us streamers. Valerie Nichushkin, we'll count this as a loss, one point in four games, not great, he just wasn't getting enough ice time, and apparently the Avalanche didn't trade for Taylor Hall, so uh, swinging a miss there. Pavel Buchnevich, two points and ten shots in three games. All of those being on off days, our old pal Pavel Buchnevich came through for us as well. Just a great week for old friends of the show so far. Boone Jenner, better than I ever could have imagined. Boone Jenner crushed it. Four points in four games. Wow, a bunch of shots. Yowza, the forwards crushed it for us again this past week, the second time in as many weeks. For our defensive streamers, Ian Cole, more like Ian killed it, am I right? Three points in four games. 
for a defensive man? Are you kidding me? Throwing a bunch of blocks as well. Ian Cole was just a straight-up snack that past week. Unfortunately, my opponent and friend of the podcast, Jeff Good, had picked him up to help beat me, but thus is life when you play in the toughest league in the world. Sometimes your opponents are smart enough to listen to the best fantasy hockey podcast in the world that focuses on streaming players for the upcoming week, and they use it against you. Adam Larson, this was a close one. 12 blocks and 9 hits in 4 games, but only 2 shots and no points as well. We'll count this one as a loss. Tough week for the Oilers. I should have seen this regression week coming for Edmonton, so this one's on me. Dmitry Orlov, John Carlson still did not get injured, but that did not stop Dmitry Orlov from having a great week. Not a lot of perifs, which was weird for him, but hey, three points in three games is always going to be a win. Ah, then we move on to our Shallow League streamer of the week, Capo Caco. How in the H-E double hockey sticks did our Shallow League streamer of the week somehow be the worst streamer for us for the week? He's been plum garbage. Perhaps I let the kind folks over there at Average Time on Ice slash Short Shifts pollute my mind with Caco Grandeur, but he's just not good. He's dead to me. Blake Como, Blake did jack crap for us. But hey, he's the ludicrous streamer of the week, so he's not as dead to me as Kako is. I blame myself for even picking Blake Como in the first place. Overall, that was 6 for 10. Was looking like an absolute monster of a streaming week for us until our Shallow League streamer of the week, which is usually an easy empty netter for us, was dinged off the post. Quarter of an inch, Charlie. Quarter of an inch. Kako, you ain't even a has-been. You's a never was. If you don't get those references, you lose your hockey fan card. Hand it over. Anywho, we had a week off to recharge our batteries. And you know what? I think we can get to 7 out of 10 this week. We are straight rolling right now. I can't even remember the last time we were below 500 on our streamer picks. And heck, that's including three defensive men streamers and a ludicrous streamer each and every week. Boy, I'll tell you what, if I had a dime for every podcast that had better streamer picks than this one, I'd have zero dimes. Let's go. First, we're going to take a look and see which teams have the best schedule for this upcoming week. Not a great week for streaming, admittedly, this week either. But hey, at least some teams have some off-day games this week as opposed to this past week. On Monday, we have just two teams playing, 26 teams playing on Tuesday, two teams playing on Wednesday, 24 teams on Thursday, four teams on Friday, 24 teams on Saturday, and then 12 teams play on Sunday. Pretty crappy schedule, but at least we have at least one hockey game every day this week, so at least there's that. Keep your head up. We still got some sneaky good picks for you, and next week looks like we kind of get back to normal, so there is light at the end of the tunnel here. The best schedule of the week is, yo, Pittsburgh Penguins. Always love to see my favorite team playing the best schedule of the week. They're one of only four teams that play four times this week, and the only team that plays four times with two of those games being on off days. No team has three off day games this week, so that's how slow those slow days are this week. The next best schedules are the teams that play three times with two of those games being on the off day games. There are four of those teams this week. The Carolina Hurricanes, the Detroit Red Wings, the Nashville Predators, and once again, we told you they had a great rest of the season schedule. 
it's the Washington Capitals. After that, there's the aforementioned three other teams that play four times this week, but with only one of those games being on an off day. That's the Florida Panthers, the San Jose Sharks, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we don't condone just always going with whoever has the most games in a week as a streamer, but on crappy weeks like this, there's just very little off days sometimes quantity does indeed beat quality just make sure you can fit them into your lineup otherwise it's not worth it for example let's say your busy day lineups are jam-packed i know mine are so you might be better off going with someone from the dallas stars as a streamer this week would be one of the few times that you'll ever find that we might want someone that only plays two times in a week but both of those games this week are on the off days and they're in the middle of the week. You could pick up a star for his Wednesday and Friday schedule and then pick up someone else who has a Saturday, Sunday back to back to get four games, three off day games out of just uh, one extra ad. All right, so without further ado, let's get right into it. My first forward streamer pick of the week is going to be Andreas Athanasiu of the Detroit Red Wings. And guess what? I'm double dipping with the Red Wings, baby. My second forward streamer pick of the week is going to be Robbie Fabry, also of the Detroit Red Wings. Boom shakalaka, I'm all in on the Red Wings forwards this week, and hear me out, there are a lot of reasons to like Athanasiu and Fabry this week. Firstly, let's talk about AA. In case you missed it, within the last week, uh, Anthony Mansa gone done, went and hurt his ribs, and apparently that's going to keep him out for the next whole month. Sucks for him, but great for Andreas Athanasiu. Double A replaced Mantha on the top line, skating alongside Alarkin and Bertuzzi. He is finally getting his time to shine, and we're betting he doesn't let this opportunity pass him by. Not only did Athanasiu take Larkin's or Mantha's spot rather on the top line playing with Larkin, but he also took Mantha's spot on the top power play as well. Athanasiu has two points in his last three games, and he's shooting at a pretty good clip as well. I just love that he's finally getting decent ice time. It's about time. Two games ago, he had 19 minutes and 37 seconds of ice time, and last game, he had a whopping 21 minutes and 54 seconds. Whoa! Now, I will caution everyone. I do own Athanasiu on my own team, so it's, it's very possible that that's all it takes to jinx him into having a bad week, but other than that, there's really nothing but positive signs for Athanasiu, and especially for this week. He's still only 10% down, and I think there's a good chance that that percentage shoots way up after this week, so grab him if you can. As I mentioned, I also love Robbie Fabry as my second forward streamer pick this week. Now, if you thought Fabry was going to get the lottery ticket to play with Larkin at Bertuzzi at even strength, sorry to say, obviously that goes to double A, but Fabry playing on the second line and also continuing to get top power play time as well is a great consolation prize. Now, he's not seeing the kind of ice time that Athanasiu is getting, but he did see an uptick in ice time after Mantha got hurt. His last two games, he's played 1807 and 1838, respectively, which is pretty darn good. Uh, he's been hot and cold this year, but not only do I like Detroit's schedule this week, they're one of the few teams that have two off-day games, uh, and Detroit has one of the best schedules the rest of the way, so they have the potential to not only be streamers, but long-term holds as well. Not only that, but even though the Red, Red Wings stink, they've lost five in a row 
they can't just lose every game, right? They're due for a couple wins at some point here, and I think they finally get some this week. So if I had to choose between them, obviously I like Athanasiu the most this week, but Fabri is not too far behind him if you're in a league like mine where someone already has Athanasiu. Fabri also is only just 9% owned, so pick up Fabri as well, and let's go Red Wings this week. Up next, guess what? I'm double dipping again, baby! That's right, we're getting a little bit country, maybe a little bit rock and roll. We're going down to Nashville where we're picking up two Predators this week with Callie Yarncroc and Mikkel Granlund. First, let's talk about Callie Yarncroc. He's actually been surprisingly good so far this year. He's got 27 points in 38 games, which is good for a 58-point pace. Not half bad. I wouldn't say he's shooting a ton, but he's shooting enough, a little bit more than two shots a game. But the main reason I like Yarncroc in Grandland this week is the deployment that's recently been going on in Nashville. Right now, at even strength, Yarncroc is playing with Arvidsson and Rijo. Now, obviously, don't get me started on Rijo, but that's pretty good deployment, though, nonetheless. And then Nashville is currently splitting up their top two power plays. It's like we always say, that's supremely stupid to do in real life, but for streamers, we absolutely love it. Jan Kruk is on the top power play unit that has Ardvinson, Duchesne, Yossi, and Ellis, so I'd say that that's probably the top one of the two. Uh, now, is it just a matter of time before they come to their senses and switch Jan Kruk out for Forsberg? Perhaps, but let's ride this wave as long as we can. Add that into the fact that Nashville is one of the few teams that play two off-day games this week, and Yarncroc makes for a great streamer. He's only 17% owned, which sounds about right for someone who is putting up decent numbers so far, but with this new deployment, we think that percentage could go up even more. Pick up Callie Yarncroc this week. Also on the Predators, as I mentioned, we like Mikkel Granlin this week. Now, speaking of good deployment, if Yarncroc is getting pretty darn good deployment, I'm okay with officially designated Granlin with Primo Deploymento. That's right, he's playing with Forsberg and Duchesne on their top line at even strength, and he's also on one of those other two power play units, playing alongside Forsberg, Rijo, Turris, and Ekholm. I kind of get the feeling that they want to showcase Granlund and fetch a decent price for him at the trade deadline. I don't think the Predators are going to be competitive for the Cup this year, so they might as well be sellers, don't you think? Remember back when Granlin was on the wild? He was pretty good. He had years of getting 69 and 67 points respectively before he got traded to Nashville and then since then he hasn't done jack crap. I still believe in his talent though and if he's put in the right position, he's proven he can succeed. He finally broke out for two goals yesterday and I think we can keep that trend going this week. He's actually 22% owned, which is bonkers. I guess people are just looking at the name and remembering the good times like I just did, but in most competitive leagues, he should be available. Pick up Granlund and let's go Predators as well this week. My last regular forward streamer this week is going to be Larzella. Laz Ella has been absolutely dynamite recently. He's got four points in his last four games. He's been shooting a boatload in his last 12 games even, and he's actually getting pretty good ice time, especially considering he's a third liner, I guess, technically. Combine all that to the fact that he's also on my crappy fantasy league team, and maybe that that is a recipe for things going a little too well for Lars Eller. Uh, maybe he's due for a bad week, but hey, we can't just always pick people who like haven't scored in two weeks as streamers, okay? His DUE is quite low indeed, 
but I truly think that his shot rate and high time on ice is sustainable. Add that to the fact that Washington not only has a great schedule this week, as they're one of a few teams that played two off-day games this week, but also, of course, Washington has one of the best schedules the rest of the way, so I really like Eller as a bottom-of-the-roster kind of guy, barely above replacement level, because of how many off-day games he has coming up. Now, if he is... If he does have a stinker of a week, which he certainly do for one, as I mentioned, I won't have any trouble dropping him, but hey, let's hope he can keep being productive for at least one more week. He's 12% owned, which is certainly up, so people are starting to take notice. Pick up Lazala before you miss out on him. For my first defensive streamer pick this week, I'm going with Marcus Pedersen of your Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously, the Pens have the best streaming schedule of the week, and so this is just a sheer volume play, plain and simple people one of only teams who played four times in one of only teams that played two off day games and Pedersen always usually maybe not always he usually gets a decent amount of ice time eh, so why not he doesn't really shoot I guess he doesn't really block he doesn't even really hit I suppose He's kind of like the anti-Perifs guy. He's the anti-hero of the streamers this week. But hey, uh, my Perifs guys haven't really been coming through for me recently. So maybe a little bit of a reverse psychology here for this pick. Uh, just maybe, you know, he can luck into a few secondary assists. Uh, he's only 2% owned, uh, but obviously no one actually owns Marcus Pedersen in their league. That has to be a misprint, so uh, pick up Marcus the Teacher's Pedersen. For my next defensive streamer, I'm going to give Essa Lindell one last shot for this year, this week. He came close to hitting for us last time we streamed him, so he's not quite dead to me, but he didn't quite get there and ended up giving us an L for the week. Uh, we can't have that this week. We're trying to go 7 for 10. There is no room for air. Lindell though, is a great defensive streamer this week, mainly just because of his schedule. The Stars only play twice, but they do play on two off-day games in the middle of the week, Wednesday and Friday. So if you're looking for someone to plug in on those days, I have more confidence in Lindell than I do someone like Corey Perry or frickin' Blake Cuomo, that piece of crap. I feel like Lindell has found his grooves in regard to getting blocks. He hasn't had less than two blocks in a game since December the 10th. Uh, doesn't get a ton of hits, and his shots are hit or miss, pun intended. Uh, they're playing Nashville and Detroit in those two games, so they're, so they're going against two of the worst teams in the league, goals against-wise, so hopefully he can luck into a point or two. That would be fantastic. He's 24% owned, which is, again, is kind of weird, but he is available in Tier 1 of the Kakuffle, the toughest league in the world, so pick up Essa Lindell. My last defensive streamer pick this week is going to be Brett Pessy of the Carolina Hurricanes. This one is all about schedule as well. Carolina has one of the best schedules this week. They play three times with two off-day games. Brett Pessy ain't great, but, you know, he ain't bad either. Did you know that he has more Kakuffle points than Nito Niederreier? It's true. Oh, man, I bet a dollar short on Nino last week. Don't get me started on that. But anyways, yeah, Pessy gets a decent amount of perifs, I suppose. 72 shots and 63 blocks on the season, although he doesn't really hit, which is weird. You're a defenseman. Hit some people. Uh, he gets an occasional point. Meh. Look, man, defenders are tough, okay? I'm, I'm trying here. I guess some weeks are easier than others, but man, there are so few defensive streamers available on the wire. This is just kind of what I have to roll with, but hey, the Hurricanes are good. They have a good schedule this week, and Pessy plays a lot, so 
pick him up if you're stuck between a rock and a hard place on defense like me. For my shallow league streamer this week, we're looking to get back on track with Kevin LeBanc of the San Jose Sharks. LeBanc is a little bit of a weird study. He's 23% owned in leagues, so not like a crazy high number. I imagine that has come down some because when we talk about someone who has a high DUE, LeBanc is one of the league leaders right now at 91.3. He is pointless in his last six games, which is just ridiculous for someone who's getting pretty good deployment like he is. He's playing on even strength on their top line alongside Hurdle and Kotor, and he's also on their second power play unit with Meyer, Marlowe, and Jumbo Joe. LeBanc's shooting a boatload to try and break out of this pointless streaks, which, you know, helps raise that DUE rating. And I think this is the week that he gets back on track. The Sharks are one of the few teams that play four times this week, although with just one off-day game. So if you have room in your lineups for him and he's available in your league, I say pick up Kevin LeBanc. And lastly, our ludicrous streamer of the week is another player from your Pittsburgh Penguins. That's right. It's Zach Aston Reese. Aston Reese is not what I'd call an offensive dynamo. He's a grinder, third liner kind of guy. Ooh, sounds like a song. And therefore, Aston Reese, his ice time is hit or miss. He could have 16 minutes every game this week, or he could maybe only crack 14 minutes all but one time. No one really knows. But what I do know is that Pittsburgh is red hot, baby. They're scoring a bunch, so Aston Reese has been lucking into some points recently, which is what we like to see whenever a team is scoring a bunch of points. Uh, Pittsburgh has one of the best schedules this week, as I mentioned. Not only are they one of the few teams that plays four times this week, but they are one of the few teams that plays two off-day games as well. And not only that, but they also got some good matchups as well. This week they play Ottawa, San Jose, Montreal, and Florida all four of those teams are in the bottom 10 of the league in regard to goals against per game. So, hey, why not? Let's try and luck into a couple more points here, and hopefully he can get some decent shot numbers as well. Hey, he's a ludicrous streamer, so that means he's only 2% owned in leagues, not surprisingly. I think that's another misprint. No one has Zach Aston Reese on their team. Hey, but pick him up and have him on your team for this week. So there we have it. To recap our streamers for the week, starting on Monday, December 29th, 2019, are the following. Forward streamers, Andreas Athanasiu, Robbie Fabri, Mikkel Granlund, Callie Yarncroc, and Larzella. Our defensive streamers are Marcus, the teachers Pedersen, Essa Lindell, and Brett Pessy. Our shallow league streamer of the week is Kevin LeBanc, while our ludicrous streamer of the week is Zach Aston Reese. Good luck to everyone this week. Feel free to hit me up on the Keeping Carlson Facebook patron page or on Twitter at Davey Betts. Thank you everyone for tuning in, and don't forget what the great Robert Downey Jr. once said, the future belongs to those who believe in their streamer. See ya!